What is up, guys? It is the Blue Bloods here, and of course, you know we had to do our last game preview of the year, and it is the national championship game kicking off in Indianapolis Lucas Oil Stadium this Monday night, and we have an SEC championship rematch between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Alabama Crimson Tide. Of course, Alabama, the number one seed in the playoff in Georgia, the number three seed in which Alabama absolutely dominated the Bulldogs in Atlanta for the SEC championship just a few short weeks ago, just about a month ago when we kick off this game on Monday. But this one, you know, Georgia's comes in two and a half point favorite still. And we have so many storylines that we have to set the table before we get into previewing the game. And that includes, of course, Alabama coming into this game, their only loss of the season to Texas A&M. They are the SEC champions for this year, and they're coming off an impressive win over Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl in the College Football Playoff semifinals. And Bryce Young, um, you know, the Jamison Williams, Will Anderson, Brian Robinson, you know, everybody who's been involved with this team are looking to make one last ride. And Brian Robinson said it best. In the Cotton Bowl post game, where they're going to the national championship, and the goal is to repeat. Um, and of course, they're the defending national champions after they blew out Ohio State last season. And then you've got Nick Saban on that sideline, man. And he it, winning this national championship and another back to back national championship would really and truly. There's not a GOAT debate, and I mean, there shouldn't be one now, but nobody will even have uh, half an argument to why Nick Saban isn't the greatest college football coach of all time. It's a wrap after this week, uh, after Monday, if he wins this national championship, and then you're wondering, how high can he go? What number could he get to, not only just in Tuscaloosa, but his career, stretching back to that national championship he has in his LSU days. And then on the other side, he has one of one of you know the biggest coaching, one of the, one of the biggest head coaches from his coaching tree, and Kirby Smart, who served as Nick Saban's defensive coordinator for a long time in Tuscaloosa, has built his own powerhouse over there in Athens, Georgia, and the Bulldogs. Uh, you know, I've talked to a few Bulldogs fans and asked them how they feel about this weekend. And they said, you know, I I'm nervous. I want to win this football game. It's been a long time coming. There's been a lot of close calls stretching back to the Aaron a Aaron Murray SEC championship game where they were just a, a handful of yards away from winning that game to the to a comeback second and 26 in the national championship between Alabama and Georgia just a few years back. The Bulldogs are looking to win their first title, guys, since 1980. Kirby Smart's looking to get the monkey off his back. There's been the whispers of the Mark Rick comparisons. There's been whispers of can he get past Saban in big games because there are multiple SEC championship losses, a natty loss already. This, this really and truly will determine whether how we really look at Kirby Smart's career. And this is a one of those, I, I would say, legacy games for Kirby Smart. If he loses – a lot of people are going to be looking at him weird, but then if he wins, he becomes an instant legend in Athens, and they, they, they probably they're going to dedicate something to Kirby Smart and this football team. And for Georgia, they've been riding that tough defense, a strong run game, and the the walk on quarterback in Stetson Bennett has delivered week in and week out for them at outside of the SEC championship game. So 
a lot on the line here. Of course, Alabama has dominated the recent history of, of this series, and Georgia has not fared well against these Nick Saban-led uh, Crimson Tide, these Crimson Tide teams, and have not won since Saban's first year as head coach at Alabama way back in 2007. So a lot, a lot of history on the line here for Georgia. A lot of firsts that could happen in a long time. So Georgia has everything on the line, and Nick Saban is just looking to solidify why he is the goat of college football. Now, getting into the keys of the game for Alabama, for me. I don't, it, you know, if when you win like you did against Georgia in the SEC championship, I don't, I don't think you have to change what you do well. For me, you have to put the ball in the Hosman winner's hands in the biggest moment because he is the best player in college football right now in Bryce Young, and he's playing lights out. Last weekend, you kind of gave him a rest. You allowed Brian Robinson to take over the game plan. You knew you were more physical in the trenches in Cincinnati. And you knew you can wear him down, and Brian Robinson could be the bruising power back that he's shown at times throughout his career. Well, this weekend you're a little bit more evenly matched in the trenches. Georgia has the depth to match what you're what you're giving them at, at, in terms of your offensive line with Evan Neal, JV, and Cohen, and some of those studs. So for me. You have to allow your playmakers on the outsides to go make plays like they did in Atlanta. You will have to allow Bryce Young to be the playmaker that he is because he has such an outstanding ability, to, in in my opinion, to be that point guard, to be the decision maker, to be the distributor in the offense that Nick Saban needs. He always is making the correct decision. He's always putting the ball where it needs to be, and his pocket presence is far beyond what he should be bringing in his first year as a starting quarterback for Alabama. You look back at some of the performances he's had this year, even in the Texas A&M game, he brought him right on the cusp of a big comeback. The Auburn game, getting beat up, get, you know, every single drive, he's getting hit, sacked, and at the end puts it all together to lead them to the win. The LSU game, he shows some resiliency. Throughout the season, I, I really do think that, for me, Bryce Young has shown that he's he's arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks that Alabama's had already, and his legacy is already there, and he still has many years to go in a Crimson Tide uniform. Now, the real question is, what do they do in terms of wide receivers? We know John Mechie was injured in the, in the SEC championship game. He will not be available this next weekend. Um and so for me, Jamison Williams, we know what he brings. He had a dominant SEC championship game, but now you don't have Mechie on the other side to take away one of those top corners. So now Georgia could put either De'Aaron Kendrick or Keeley Ringo. I would imagine it's probably Kendrick with how he's been playing in the playoffs and recently on Jamison Williams. But now it's going to come down to Ja'Cory Brooks and some of those young guys, Slade Bold and JoJo Earl, to go make some plays for the Crimson Tide. Ja'Cory Brooks has been lights out in the limited action we saw. He stepped in for Williams when he got ejected for targeting in the Iron Bowl, had the game-tying catch at the end of the game on Nehemiah Pritchett and then in the SEC champ in the Cotton Bowl, he was he was one of their leading receivers and he had an outstanding game and called a huge touchdown right before halftime that really and truly broke the game open for the Crimson Tide and allowed them to pull away and establish their identity. So for me, Ja'Cory Brooks is going to be the X factor for Alabama and whether he can continue to step up in the absence of somebody who meant so much to that offense 
in a, in a, in a John Mechie. And then, of course, the O-line has to do what they did against Cincinnati and, of course, Georgia, where they just were more physical up front than what Georgia had. So if, if, if Alabama's offensive line establishes their will like they did in Atlanta in the SEC championship game, I think the Crips and Todd have a great shot at winning this football game. Now, on the flip side for Georgia, the, everyone knows what the X factor is. Let's start with the X factor before we get to the key. The X factor is Stetson Bennett. What Stetson Bennett are we going to get? Are we going to get the 20 for 30, you know, three touchdown Stetson Bennett that we saw against Michigan in the Orange Bowl? Or are we going to see the shaken up interception prone Stetson Bennett that we saw in Atlanta for the SEC championship game? You know, for him to be the X factor, they have to protect him better. Did not allow a sack against Aiden Hutchison and David Ajabo in the Orange Bowl. But Will Anderson and that front seven for Alabama wreaked havoc in terms of the run game and getting pressure on Stetson Bennett. So Stetson Bennett's X factor being the X factor is tied with the offensive line doing what they're supposed to do. Jamari Salter and, and the rest of those guys up front have to have to protect Stetson Bennett because we've seen if you can give him a pocket and give him time to dissect an offense or, or a defense, he can make the place to win the football game. But if he gets pressured, his his internal clock speeds up, he's he's rushing, his feet aren't set, things like that. That is where that that that's really where Stetson Bennett struggles, in my opinion. And and we saw that in Atlanta. And this weekend he has to be protected. They did a great job last week and you saw what he could do. He has some huge targets with Pickens, with with Brock Bowers, that who had an outstanding SEC championship game. We'll talk about him soon. But if you allow him to hit his playmakers, he can win you the football game. And so that's going to be key. And then on top of that, is JT Daniels good enough to play if Stetson Bennett isn't playing well? Will Kirby Smart pull a Nick Saban and bench Bennett and put in Daniels if things aren't really working for the Bulldogs offense in the first half? That's another big question. But the key to the game has to be the rushing attack. And on top of that, it has to be one guy in particular, in my opinion, and that is James Cook. I thought James Cook was not utilized enough in Atlanta. You know, I read that he was banged up in that game, and they really weren't trying to put him in jeopardy of a season-ending injury. But we saw in Miami what he can do on the ground, through the air. He is he is lightning in a bottle. He is that electricity in that offense. And I really do think his versatility out the backfield and as an every-down runner with this with his strides, with his athleticism, with his big playability, allows the play calling for Georgia to really amplify and also takes a guy that has to be solely focused on James Cook because he can be anywhere, go anywhere at any time and make a play happen. And Michigan really lost sight of how dynamic that James Cook was. So for me, James Cook is, is is a huge part of what I want to see in terms of the running attack, but also Zamir White, Kendall Milton, if he, if he gets involved, also Kenny McIntosh. They have a stable of guys. Now, McIntosh was also banged up in Atlanta. All these guys are supposedly healthy now. I need to see a rotation. I need I need Georgia to take this offense fine and these stable of running backs and pound Alabama. Don't let them make you bounce outside and be too athletic and get you to the sideline. And, and that's what they like to do. Alabama will like you to bounce outside and, and just filter you to their safeties and outside linebackers that are just athletic enough to track you down and they'll hold you to two, 
one, two-yard gains or get a tackle for loss. The safeties are too good for you to bounce outside and be filtered out into that by that strong defensive front. You have to run the football downhill. You have to play smash-mouth physical football to beat Alabama. And that's something that was really missing for Georgia, in my opinion, in Atlanta. Now, the offensive line, of course, is, is has to do better. Like I said, that's going to be a key there, is the offensive line cannot have the type of performance it did in Atlanta. Now, the other guy I want to talk about, Brock Bowers, man. This kid has really come on, and I really do think he is going to be a star in college football if he already is not. The catch that he made against Michigan early in the game where it looked like Stetson Bennett overthrew him by like five or six yards, and he snagged it from the air and made a play. And, of course, that George – he's on a three-week tear, man. He played – he was huge against Georgia Tech in that blowout, had over 100 yards receiving against Alabama in the SEC Championship, and had a huge game in Miami – against Michigan as well. So Bowers, for me, is going to be another key. Now, Bennett can't lock in on him, but when he needs a play to happen, get it to Bowers, allow him to establish his size, play above the defenders, and allow him to be that big playmaker. And, of course, they need more from Pickens. I know he's coming back from injury, but George Pickens has to be a dynamic wide receiver on the outside too. Those two guys have to have a big game to aid Stetson Bennett. And, of course, I think Georgia got two one-dimensional. Alabama didn't fear Stetson Bennett. They loaded the box and then got after Stetson Bennett. And, of course, the number one thing, you have to manage Will Anderson. You have to manage Will Anderson. If Will Anderson has two, three sacks this game again, you're probably not going to win, in my opinion. You have to block Will Anderson and not allow him to wreak havoc in your backfield. And that's going to be a huge key for Georgia is not allowing Will Anderson to get back there and get to you consistently. Now, the matchup to watch for me, and and, th- and I know a lot of people want to talk about Will Anderson, that offensive line. I did a little bit, but the matchup to watch for me is still the Georgia front seven against this Alabama offensive line. And the Bama offensive line has had its moments. Of course, Auburn and LSU has struggled, had a great game against Georgia, had a, had a shaky first half against Cincinnati, stronger in the second half. But – they have to step up and play another big game. And when you look at this offensive line, Evan Neal, JVN Colin, Emil Ecor, these guys have to have big games, in my opinion, or George is going to have a great chance. You cannot allow Georgia to play upfield. You can't allow them to be too aggressive and beat you to the point of attack. Their linebackers are very athletic. They flow well to the football. This offensive line has to do what they did in the SEC Championship and play pissed off. They came in with that offensive line demeanor where we are just going to beat you man on man. We're meaner than you, nastier than you, and we are stronger and more physical than you. And they really they really exemplified that, in my opinion, in Atlanta. It's been missing at times. It's been inconsistent. If they can do that, Alabama is going to have a great shot. Bryce Young is probably going to have a huge game. But Georgia's going to come in. You saw a different Georgia front seven against Michigan in, in Miami in the Orange Bowl. They're going to have to redeem themselves. Nicobe Dean, Jordan Davis, Channing Tindall, Nolan Smith, Quay Walker. All these guys are going to have to have big games. Quay Walker, Nolan Smith had outrageous games in the Orange Bowl. You have to get to Bryce Young. If you let Bryce Young sit in the pocket again like he did in Atlanta, he is going to pick you apart. You have to hit him. You have to get in his face. You have to make him feel you and fear you and think about you on every throw. If you allow him to get comfortable in the pocket, 
Alabama is going to win this football game, in my opinion. So that's going to be a key for Georgia is getting after the quarterback and making Bryce Young making Bryce Young take that extra second to check and make sure he's in the pocket, not set his feet correctly, you know, escape the pocket a bit too early. You have to get him thinking too much because if he can just sit back there and flow, Bryce Young's too good. Uh, and, and Alabama is, is going to have a great shot to win this game. So that's going to be the matchup I'm watching the most is that Georgia front seven, can they redeem themselves and, and win that and win that battle against that physical, tough Alabama offensive line. And of course the depth in the secondary is another issue for Alabama. For me, of course, Josh Job is out. You saw they were very thin at corner in the, in the, um, Cotton Bowl. They had a Juco corner who didn't play much this year, starting it in, at one point in the second half. How healthy are they at that DB spot? I'm interested to see who they mix and match on the back end of their defense. But, man, this is such a close matchup, and I've been torn all day. I was talking on the phone to some people who are, you know, friends of the show that we've had on, and we've been back and forth kind of breaking down everything and talking about who we have and, you know, when we're going to release our predictions. And, I, I mean, the people I've talked to is 50-50. There's a lot of people who are like, man, you, betting against Nick Saban – is is pretty much guaranteeing you lose money while other people are saying Georgia cannot play that bad and Kirby Smart has to win eventually. You got to hedge your bets and bet with Kirby Smart and the Georgia Bulldogs. But for me, going into Indianapolis this up this upcoming Monday, I'm looking at this game and I just don't see I don't see Georgia losing twice to to a team in in, in two in three games. I think Kirby Smart and this team. That's that's the wake up call they needed in the SEC championship. I think it's going to be a similar situation to Alabama when they lost to Auburn in 2017. They got that wake up call. They came in rested. They came in fired up. I think Georgia's going to come in and try to make a statement. Now, there's no, I, I don't see Georgia blowing out Alabama. I think Nick Saban's going to have this team ready to play, ready to repeat. And I'm going to take Georgia 24. 21 over Alabama in Indianapolis. I think it's a defensive battle. I think both of these teams are going to come in with great game plans. You have Nick Saban, Kirby Smart getting extra time to prepare. I love the matchup. I'm going with the Bulldogs 24-21 being your 2021-2022 national champions of college football. But listen, it's our game of the week, and we're going to have a pregame show Monday afternoon starting at about 5 p.m. leading up to game time. Turn on your post notifications, subscribe now. That way you can get the latest updates. But go ahead and comment your predictions. If you predict the winner and the score correctly, we're going to up it, guys. This is the national championship. Our $200 Venmo giveaway if you predict the score and winner correctly for the national championship. $200 winner. And I will reach out and we'll sit, we'll, we'll drop, we'll drop that Venmo $200 if you predict it right. No one's won it yet. We've been doing it all season for our game of the week. So we had to up it for the national championship. But man, thank you guys for tuning in all season. Listen, all season content is not going to stop here. Daily episodes right here on the Blue Bloods, only college football channel. You can get all levels of college football content. But if you're traveling to Indianapolis, be safe, guys, and have and, and have fun up there. But listen, until next time. The Blue Bloods are out.